Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, it's another week in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took a week off last week because we come back from World Foods and we had a ton of work to catch up on. Yeah. So we it thought. It wasn't planned to take it. No, it was much needed. <laughs> we had to we had to take a break somewhere and it just happened to be last Friday. So yeah. we, didn't, we didn't record a podcast. So we apologize, but we're back. <laughs> it's kind of our prerogative we take a week off. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but consistency is what gets you there. It is. And we're, we're hey, we're back in the saddle today. Yeah. Fresh off some beef cheeks. Man, those were good, weren't they? They were very, very good. And we're also going to talk about our world food trip, what all went down, how much fun we had. Yeah. So you want to start and with then, beef yeah. cheeks? Yeah. And I'm excited because Thanksgiving around the corner. It's I just Halloween. thought I'd throw that in. Today is Halloween. We're recording this on Thursday, so yeah. it's the 31st tomorrow. How much candy have you eaten this year? I've eaten zero. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't, no, I think I had a Snickers bar at my mom. She had some of those fun size ones. Yeah. That's the only, the only piece I've had. Michael hadn't brought any home yet, Mm-mm. so I'm waiting. I bought some Halloween candy and kept it in the car so I wouldn't be tempted. Do you think it melted? No, it's been it's been cool enough. Oh, we're in. Uh, are we in winter? Are we in fall? What this is, is early winter, man. It's <laughs> it's cold outside now. I think it's uh, 38 degrees outside yeah. here in Hernando, and um, tonight's going to be cold trick or treating. <laughs> I'm not going on the hayride. I can promise you that. If I'm going, I'm in the pool truck. I'm in the heat. <laughs> Them kids are going to they're going to freeze. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how long he'll last. we got some sausages we're cooking, right? Yeah, we're doing a sausage and cheese right. tray. Well, that's easy. So let's talk, let's talk about these beef cheek tacos. All right. Or barbacoa, as they call it. I guess. Well, see, I looked this up because people were making comments that that's barbacoa. Yeah. To me, you want me to tell you what barbacoa is to me? Okay, you tell me. Traditionally, they take a whole head of a cow. Yeah. They do it with all these peppers and seasonings and stuff. They dig a hole. They drop that head down in there, all covered up on top of some hot coals. They cover it back up. They cook it all day, and then they uncover it, take all the dirt off, pull the little lid off the top, and pick it up out of that hole. And they then they turn it into shredded uh, barbacoa. Yeah. But I mean, I'll, and they I'll, typically eat it as tacos. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's just like our loaf bread. You know, if you're in, you're in Mexico, you just got tortillas. Yeah, that's I mean, for <laughs> yeah. real. That's what they do. They but so. Where I got this from now. Well, I, I looked at barbacoa. Well, tell me what you found. Was I anywhere close? Yeah. Um, they consider it pretty much head meat. Yeah. So. But it could be goat. It doesn't have to be beef. I imagine a lot of more times it is yeah, probably goat. A lot of times it's yeah. goat. And sometimes it's lamb. Could yeah. be pork too, right? Yeah. I mean, traditionally. In Any of the head of anything cooked in a hole? It doesn't even have to be cooked in a hole is the way I understand really? it. It's head meat. Traditional head meat. Okay. That's smoked or rendered until it's pulled apart and then they serve it however they serve yeah and t- with fresh vegetables and tortillas and sauce yeah. traditionally it's served with a diced white onion and cilantro is that um is it so we had this out at meat tray at, at my, uh, matt Pittman's class yeah. last uh, like, june and he served it you know he we, that's one of his signature dishes yeah he does it for breakfast he says it's a breakfast thing and that's the first thing he hits the class attendees with. So we were getting all of our stuff ready to put the class on. We cooked some beef cheeks the night before, and he had uh, uh, one of his uh, chefs come in, and they you know, shredded it all up and prepped up the cilantro and onion. And 
we served everybody to come in, got a beef cheek taco, and I'd never had beef cheek. I don't, you hadn't either, I don't think. I, I don't think and so. And I was like, I was blown away by how good it was. And it's really simple. Matt, I think he got those from HEB or somewhere over oh, there. Yeah. I guess they or, can source them very Yeah, they, they're in the grocery stores. And so he said, man, the, the worst part about them is cleaning them up. And he said a lot of restaurants and stuff don't. And so you might get it and it's all gristly. It's got the fat in there. I said, no, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to take the time, clean them up, get anything off of them that doesn't look good. And what you let, you can see in the video, what's left is all this beautiful shredded, juicy, highly tender, highly marbled meat. Yes. And man, it is it's pretty. It's, it's so red. tender and it, just, it melts in your mouth and it makes them. Incredible tacos. So you found some at Sam's. So you weren't, I, you weren't looking. No, I wasn't looking for. I, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to cook. I had these on my list. You know, I try to keep that running list of what I wanted to cook, and I was so impressed with them. But we never see that in our grocery stores. Yeah. Strolling through Sam's one day, um, I always got to cruise the meat department, and I we saw they had. So they had, you know, all the normal beef that we our Sam's would have steaks and roast and things like that, and they had some tongues. And over behind these big tongues, I was like, oh, cow tongues, that's interesting. You know, I've seen them do, what do they call it, uh, lingua tacos or something like that. I was like, I'm, I'm, it's on my list now. Yeah. I hadn't got to the tongue part yet, but I hadn't <laughs> even tried it. So I'm, first off, I need to try it before I see if I want to try well, to do the recipe. shred on it. or will it have to that, be sliced? I think they kind of slice it thin yeah, or that's something. That's the way I imagine it. I don't know, but I, I'm going to get to that one of these days. If I can get somebody, <laughs> if I can at least knows? have it and taste it and see what it's supposed to be like, see how it's served. Then I'll come up with my recipe for how you know how I want to try to do my interpretation of it. Yeah. But behind those tongues was two two packs of beef cheeks, and I you know I saw it was just like a a big pack of beef is real red looking. That's about I think the pack was about six and a half pounds yeah, something like that. that. All right, it was a bigger looked, pack than you would yeah, think. Yeah, and it said beef cheeks, and there's probably four pieces of beef cheek in each pack. I bought two packs. I bought both of them. I said I know what I'm doing. I've got beef cheeks. I got it at Sam's. I'm doing them. And so I brought them home, and then I put them in the freezer. I think we did an Instagram post back when I found them. Yeah. And so I got something planned for these. I had them in the freezer, and we, you know, I had some other videos we had to do, and it just come time. This was a good time of year to do them. And so I thawed them out last week and just let them slow thaw in the refrigerator, took them out of the cryovac, and, man, you really have to clean these things up, I think. They've got so much, like, thick – you can imagine it's the jaw of the cow. Yeah. So it's always working, but they're putting on a lot of weight there. And it's, you know, it's got some fat on it that's kind of hanging down. It's got a lot of silver skin on it. There were even like tissues. glands. And- yeah, there's some, of the, some of the little glands like you'd see in pork, uh, pork butts or shoulders. I mean, I trimmed all. I guess that's, I don't know what kind of glands those are. I've never really asked somebody the technical. No, it's not like that. It's it's more like, I think it's more like part of the lymph node or something. You know, it's like little sense. nodes. It's not like, I don't know. I, we always call them glands, but I think it's more like lymphatic system or something. Because, I mean, it just looks like a little mass about the size of your thumb or yeah. something. And so I trimmed all that out, cleaned them up. You just get it down to where it's good-looking meat. And it'll look like uh, – it's, it's kind of like little small points of brisket. I mean, they kind of have a shape to them. On the back side, there's always this little flap. And I didn't research why. They, I guess they cut that flap in there for inspection or something to see the meat or something. I don't know. I'm, maybe somebody can send us an email or chime in on that sometime. So there was three cheeks. <clears throat> There's three or four each in each package. package. I cleaned them up. I think I had about eight pieces. Yeah. And then, I mean, you throw away probably half. of the six and a half pounds, <laughs> it's probably close to half trim loss. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could cook all that, but I wouldn't want to eat it. I mean. There's just no way that. No, I wouldn't even save it for grind because yeah. it was just, it was, it's different. It's, it's kind of thick. 
you know, the sinew is so tough. You're not going to eat that stuff anyway. It It'd be like rubber like bands on your coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real connective tissue. Yeah. So by the time you clean all that, you're ready to go. That's the hardest part in this whole process. Because the rest of it's just like cooking uh, a brisket or a roast or short ribs. Well, how long did it take you to trim it, do the trim mark? Oh, it didn't take me no time. 30 yeah. minutes. I mean, yeah. For all six? Yeah. Or yeah. eight? Well, I trimmed eight of them. Yeah. yeah it, didn't t- it don't take any time. Yeah. I mean, you're just. So it's I, not that difficult. I'm just running a knife underneath the silver skin, taking it down, taking that fat off and shaping it up a little bit. And anything comes off. I mean, it's nothing to it. Yeah. It's really not difficult. It's a little slimy, a little bloody. I take paper towels and kind of soak all that away, any kind of juice on it. A lot of that probably came from freezing it. You know how a lot of the package moisture will come out. So I made the mistake of feeding our garage cat, little Smokey, <laughs> a little bite of the... Uh... He's been on bloodlust ever since. <laughs> he's running around anytime I'm trimming. He's trying to get in there and claw through the door. And <laughs> I'm outside. He, I had to guard him. <laughs> when I was outside waiting on you to bring some of the stuff out, I wasn't just going to leave him there. He's jumping up on the counter and on the bar outside trying to get to him. He's like, he got, a, he's a fiend, man. He's a blood fiend now. He's got a little murder on our hands. That's what we wanted. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a mice, mouse killer. Hopefully. Yeah, moles. Voles. Moles, voles, and rats. That's his job. So after we got all of them cleaned up, it was time to go to cooking. I was cooking them on the drum. Uh, you could cook them on any pit. I'm running about 275. What Max uh, took him on out in Texas? He started them out on his stick burner. I think it was, was it L Ray he uses. Yeah, and then he moved them too. When he braised them, he moved them to a pellet grill, just covered them up, and let them roll all night. And you he's could put them in slow. an oven. Yeah, 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 you could do whatever. You know, it, it's about putting some smoke on it, building that bark, and then using whatever kind of wood you want. I went with pecan. You could use post oak, hickory, whatever you like, and then move it over to a pan and get some liquid in there. Now, traditionally, I'm sure they use all kinds of peppers and you know different things probably some kind of broth on if they use beef broth or chicken broth or whatever i just went uh, i've seen beer uh you know matt said he always puts a dark beer in there with his mm-hmm. i just went with beef broth some onion and garlic fresh and then some hot sauce and i used like valentina hot sauce and probably about a quarter cup for that whole pan just to give it some flavor if you wanted to cook down some pepper like rehydrate some peppers and Run them in a food processor and, you know, make a good liquid like that and put that on there. I'm sure it'd be great. It's a little more intensive, but, it, I mean, it'd be really good. And that's probably, like, traditionally how they do it, I'm sure. Um, but, man, I, I thought they were fantastic. Once I, so, once I got them in that pan with all the liquid, they go back on the pit. So they smoked about two, two and a half hours. And, then and I that's co- just to get the flavor and the color. Yeah, yeah, that's all that is, about the, the bark. And then, then we put them in the pan and added the liquid and put the, put a cover on it, put a probe in one just so I could watch them because I know I'm, I mean, you don't want to have to get, I didn't want to have to go back in there, let the steam out. I wanted to know about because I mean, I was like, it's going to take another two or three hours to break them down. And it did. I think it was like two hours, 45 minutes, something like that. Wasn't too long, but it hit 210 in that thick one. So I knew the rest of it was already done, pulled it out. Can and you I just take it too far. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to take them up. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take them like two thirty or nothing like that. I don't think that. I think those would have been fine anywhere from two, for probably two oh five to two fifteen, two twenty. You'd yeah. have been fine. But I mean, you wouldn't want to take them. Just cook, cook them to just keep going. Pits, yeah, pit, you know. But um, so took them off the pit, verified they were tender with a probe thermometer, and I mean they were all temping two ten, two fifteen in that range. But I was really going for feel. And, it, and it's like we tell people when you want to feel a point, a brisket points done, 
when you can put a probe in it and there's no resistance, it just slides in soft as it can be. That's what I was looking for. Then I knew it was going to shred apart really easy. They didn't have to chop it or do anything. You know, it was going to be easy to pull. Yeah. So I let the steam vent for about 30 minutes just so they'd cool down so I could work with them. And then I shredded them all by hand and I discarded anything that was, you know, that didn't render. If there was any connective tissue left on the inside or CNU or anything like that, but there wasn't a whole lot at all. Yeah. Most of it rendered because I did all that time at the beginning trimming them. And so if you do that, you don't have much, there's not much loss. They didn't even shrink a whole lot really to, yeah, to render as much as they did. But what they did do is make that, cooking them in that braising liquid made that liquid so good. It was almost, it was like a sauce itself. It was, it was thick. And it so, had gotten really thick. Yeah. And so what I did was uh, instead of serving it with the hot sauce as a dressing, I had the chopped onion, I had the cilantro, a little bit of that grated uh, Mexican uh, cheese, like cotilla cheese. Put that on the corn tortilla, doubled the tortillas up so they could stand up to all this we're putting on yeah. them. Put a mound of that beef cheek in those toppings and then drizzled some of that uh, pan liquid back on them. Man, it was it was fire. It was very good. They were those were they're so rich. I mean, it's just a filling taco. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And it, it is it's good. It's like I mean, it's hard to explain the taste of that beef. It's it's pretty it, the the closest thing I would say is to short rib. The That's richness of short rib. Yeah. It cooks kind of like brisket, and it it, it fit, the mouth feel the texture of it. Is like really, really good short rib. I agree. But even a fattier short rib to me, because you know yeah. short ribs have a little bit more lean texture to them. Yeah. So it was, maybe even a better flavor. Oh, I think it's way better flavor. Yeah. If you can get by, I mean, I guess a lot of would would some people be turned off by the fact you're eating cheek or head meat? I guess. I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that would be. I mean, to me, it was delicious. I mean, it was really, really good. Yeah. I would I would cook them again in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, I'm not. If, turned if you're off doing tacos, much. I mean, you're talking. Six hours tops, yeah. probably a little bit less than that. But it's different. It's unique. Yeah. It's delicious. And, man, they go a long way because they're yes. so rich. I was surprised. We had a ton left over. You made a Charles. point that you wanted to um, cook two packages so you'd have plenty for the video, but we probably would have been okay to just one. one. Yeah, one package probably would have been plenty. You wanted to. You I didn't, didn't realize know. how much it was going to yield because, I, I mean, I wasn't there when Matt uh, broke them down and all that, so I didn't really see. But well, we, man, did, they yield. we did a trial run, what, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. That was the second, only the second time I've cooked them in the video. Yeah. I don't normally like doing, you know, I, I normally like to get a couple of practices in before I do a video on it, but hey. But that was pretty easy. Yeah, it was. There's nothing to it. You could have seasoned it any kind of way you want. You could have just about That's put what whatever thinking. you want in the in the braising liquid. As long as you got down a temperature and know that you're going to get some color on it, then you're going to get it breaking down in the liquid and you're going to take them off when they're, when they're pull apart. I would imagine if people have trouble with them is because they don't cook them long enough. Yeah, a lot of people. They're not they're not letting them get tender, so you just got to keep going. You can't necessarily go by to your time. Yeah, you well, gotta, you know, most people, I guess you give up on it or see it gets to like 198, 200, and you're saying, oh, these are done. No, it's like a chuck roast. A chuck roast, you know, technically it is done. It, I guess whatever you want to eat, if you want to eat it rare. But, yeah, that's exactly. But it needs to go, but it needs to go on up to 210, you know. A lot of things, you don't take many things up that high, but point. Short ribs, <laughs> cheek yeah. meat, anytime chuck you're gonna, roast. Me, anytime yeah. you're going to make beef fall apart. <laughs> yeah, it needs, to, it needs to go up there. Yeah, you got you to gotta cook it to where that, uh, the collagen breaks down. Mm -hmm. Once you get to that collagen melting point, that's what gives you all that flavor. And the collagen, it, it liquefies and coats the meat, and then it just falls apart, and you're ready. And that, that temperature is different from different cups of meat. Yeah, it There's is. There's a range, yeah, but... Yeah. 
one might break down at 202 and one might you have to take the 208 210 mm-hmm. um i found the fattier meat the higher it needs to go it's like it's like cooking that uh the the, the, the wagyu that we cook it, it needs to go up we're you know some of those briskets we're getting we're cooking up 215 degrees just to get them to where they're super soft like that and it's really broke down because they got so much fat marble in them do you think the fat in the wagyu is different type of fat or do you just think it's, it's more different. of it yeah it's just more of it there is different fat in beef. You know, it's not all the same. You got the flaky fat and you got some fat that'll melt. You got some like it was on the outside that's not nothing you could do to it. it's gonna cook it down. Yeah. So there's different types of fat in the animal. But that, that the the inner meat fat is the kind that'll melt and liquefy and really coat those coat the protein fibers that are left. Yeah. That's what's good. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it's really what's good. That's when you hit delicious. Yeah. You know, I was looking for different serving ways to serve it. That's what I was fixing to ask you. What would I, how else could you do it or yeah, something? Yeah, what could you, else could you use it for? Well, it's perfect for tacos. It's absolutely perfect. For I think it would be great seasoned up like a brisket or just salt and pepper and yeah. then served like over mashed potatoes, like a pile of mashed potatoes. Like and make, you would a short rib? Yeah, yeah, and make a really good sauce. Like, like a, a burgundy sauce? Or Ooh. a red wine reduction yes. type sauce with mushrooms and stuff and put that over it and let all that run down over the meat. You got the potatoes. Kind that, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be it'd be just like that. Or like, like we did oxtails. Yes. Something like that. You could cook it. I mean, heck, you could cook them like pot roast. You could do them with vegetables the same kind of way. Oh yeah, throw it in but a those, crock pot, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the idea, of, of course, putting it on the getting smoker smoke. and getting it the grill. Because it got a lot of that yeah. char grilly flavor. If I was going to do it like say a Dutch oven or a crock pot or something like that, I would season it up and throw it out on the grill and char all the outside. You know, kind of get it really going, grill flavor, get some flavor, get some bark, yeah. and then put it over in that. They'd probably be really good. Or smoke it and get get the bark built up on it, but. I don't think you could go wrong. However, you did it, you could. I mean, you could do that. I could see doing taking it Italian style, season it up, cooking it down a tomato sauce at the end, letting it break down. It would, you know, it almost be would like you an Italian like dish. Or something? You could over pasta. Yeah, that'd be really good. I'm in. I'd yeah, try you would that. try that. Heck yeah. <laughs> Cook down almost like a, a ragu kind of, yeah. you know, a meat beef cheek ragu or something. That would be really good. Because you could get like I was going to ask you, what other flavors could you? You can take it just about any way you want it. Yeah. I think. I mean, and uh, even with the even if you're going to use tacos, you don't have to keep, stay with the Mexican. No, know. no, you could cross. What, what do they call it? Uh, in your fusion. Yeah, you got a little fusion going <laughs> on because different because it combining different cuisines. So Maybe you could do, do it Asian, the, the Asian style yeah. with the, served on a taco. <laughs> I could man, it would be really good like that. Yes, the That's soy what I and ginger and brown sugar, like we do the short ribs and, and marinate it and cook it like that. Break it down and then have that Asian flavor. And, Man, that'd be real good. Because like to me, a, beef like that goes real with well like, with Asian p- like, like the pickled vegetables like we like to serve it with. Yeah. Like kimchi even as a topper over it. Kimchi would be really yeah, good it would, it would go with it because you need you need something like that. The almost fermented or pickly, you know, how cabbage or how pickles or something. Yeah, it cuts the, that acidity of it, cuts that the, the greasiness of that fat, and it goes so well. Um I'm not a big fan of corn tortillas. Like I like the flavor of corn tortillas, but the texture always gets me. Really, it kind of has you this like dry texture. You like them crispy, or you you, don't, you just don't like them soft? Oh, I love them crispy. Because you like, you, you think like a tortilla up. chip, <laughs> yeah. Because you can take those and fry them, and or like a regular crunchy taco. You yeah. know they're good. Uh, you know I don't mind. It's the traditional way. I know it uh, is, and I'm I'm not. You like the gringo way, the, yes. the, the flour. So I did one on a flour tortilla that we had in the fridge, <laughs> yeah. and um. 
Man, it was good. Well, you made a sauce. The first night we did it, you were just throwing some stuff together, and you came up with a little cream sauce. What did you put in that that was so good? Mayonnaise. It was a little mayonnaise. You thought I was drinking you out, setting you up there? I knew there was some mayonnaise in it before I even asked that question. But it was a little little mayonnaise, a little sour cream, some lime juice. We forgot to put limes. Oh, yeah, I did buy some limes. That would have been good squeezed over, Mm -hmm. too. Um, Some lime juice and and that uh, hot sauce. The Valentina? The Valentina's hot sauce. A pretty good amount of that Valentina's hot sauce and just mixed it up until it made like a... So it was like a... It was kind of like a... Hot saucy lime, like a pepper lime mayo or something? Yeah, yeah. Aioli. Crema. Aioli, Crema. yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was really good on yeah. there. But that just goes, you could do whatever you wanted with those. You could. You could serve it with just traditional shredded lettuce and shredded cheese if you wanted. The main thing is the cheek meat. Do not <laughs> overlook or underestimate cheek meat. So how much was that package? 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. And you could probably feed... Oh, man. I guarantee you we had... If you were going to do probably tacos, five pounds of total meat with and, two packages of cheap meat, right? Yeah, that was two packs. So that, that would be forty, been 40 bucks. bucks. Yeah, I would say I would say that that pack just one pack would one, probably yield you about two and a half, three pounds. I bet of you meat. could feed six adults tacos, no problem. Oh, easy, yeah, easy, way easy. I think I did eat three. I don't know how many you ate, and there was I bet you there was enough to make twenty or thirty more tacos. Yeah, to me, because you can't put much on them. It's not like you're building. Big monster burrito or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just a you know maybe. It's a great way. Even if it's two ounces of meat, I don't even know if it's that much, but it's you know it's as much as you can get on taco without breaking apart, yeah. losing it. I think that you that would be a great football food too. You could serve that yeah. while you're watching football, make everybody happy. There ain't no no time wrong for beef cheeks <laughs> in my book. <laughs> so I gotta th- it, and I got to thank Matt at Meat Church for that. Say, we got to give um, credit I'm giving to him Matt. credit for that because he turned me on to those and I appreciate it. We had actually planned to use his rubs in the video, but we couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> we I didn't I get had them in some, time. And yeah. I, and we ordered. We brought them from the warehouse and they didn't get there. Yeah, they did later that day after they were <laughs> on the grill. So I was going to I was going to use the Holy Gospel. Yeah, and the Gringo. So the Gringo Gospel. Oh, I like that. Yeah. The Gringo Gospel. That's what I was going to use. Like that would have been so good. <laughs> that was what that was what was the plan was. So if you get to try them and you want to try that with a different way, try it with the Gringo the and Matt's Gringo Holy Gospel. And the Holy the Gospel. Meet Church Holy Gospel. Because that's what he put on them, I think. It's Holy Gospel. Anything you do different. Nope. That one was one that does not need me- It's simple. <laughs> it does not need messing with it. It is simple. Keep it easy. Just Keep run it. Simple. It. Run it. Just trim if you, it. As long as you cook. Yeah, trim them and cook them long enough. That's the main thing. Um. So last week, no. Oh, I got a newsflash. <laughs> the, the started the trailer ordering process. I've got preliminary designs already. Look at you. Uh, I've got, I think I've got the floor plan laid out like we want it. I've been going back and forth. I've Who got Tracy. Tracy over at Southern, what's it? Southern uh, Dimensions Dimension. Trailers in Georgia. And he builds an awesome trailer, and I, you know, I'm wanting. I, I just thought about this earlier because he was he was texting me and saying some stuff about some of the YouTube stuff, and I was like, and it, you know, he just asked general stuff. How'd you come up with stuff, or why, you know, why do y'all do this this way or whatever? And I got to thinking about a trailer. It just got me thinking, and I was like, I've never seen anybody do a video on a barbecue trailer on their barbecue trailer build or what they're doing. Or, or the and I, and I, so I asked him. I was like, man, have you ever thought about? <laughs> That'd be a pretty good idea to do it. So I need to get up with that before the before we move too far. Because so far it's been like 
you get these CAD drawing files, you know, you get these PDFs of these drawings, and it's kind of got the floor plan, the elevations, um, you know, different stuff. Even the, the cool thing, did I show you the little video? Yes. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's yes. like a, I, get, I guess they put together a slideshow in video format. Can you share you. that on like your social? That would be a cool thing. It's to a PDF. Share. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It can't you be have a to, PDF. It's on my, I think I got it on my computer. I'll have to let you see what okay. you can do with it. There's got to be a way to upload. It's a wave. It's like a 3D, movie file, M4V yeah, or whatever. It's like a 3D animation in it. Yeah, it spins and it shows you the cuts and it goes back to the plan view. And, and he's got some. This isn't just some I've shop they're throwing together trailers. He's got a serious operation going on. When there. I saw that, I was like, "Who are you dealing with?" Yeah, <laughs> that's tra- my man Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a barbecue <laughs> trailer. Playing like this, yeah. usually it's graph paper. <laughs> okay, this is what you want. We can do that. I reckon we can do that. Some handwritten stuff yeah. around there. That's how it goes most of the time. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is the real deal. So I'm excited. I just thought I'd share that. Uh, yeah. You know I'm excited. New trailer. I, I'm excited too. I've been. We're gonna have to go. To, we may have to go to Georgia a couple times though, if we're gonna do something with what the part process. Of I don't know. The, Atlanta, maybe. I don't know. It'd be an easy flight in a rental car for you. We'll have to drive until we go get it. Then we we'll have to drive. <laughs> you can go get it with. I just want to go over there and see how he's building trailers. Yeah. You know. See his operation. Throw, throw, yeah, up. man. Let everybody know about Tracy. What he's doing over there. He's. I like that. He's idea. changing the the barbecue. Or, you know, he don't just do barbecue trailers. He does all. I think this is just something he kind of got into by accident. He's yeah. made some cool. He's the one who told me about it. He's got several from him. Yeah, we had. But Ethan now, to talk about like it. Tracy told me, he's like, man, you see. Uh, Kel Phelps is he's doing one for Kel. He said, When you see Kel's porch, you're gonna want yours like this. And I was like, Well, send it to me, man. I gotta see it. You know? <laughs> you can't you can't put me out on a limb like that. You gotta you gotta show me these things. <laughs> it's like, man, how you gonna say you got something cool and I didn't know about it? But we are like mine, I'm trying to keep it twenty eight foot. I don't want to go any bigger than that. It's a bumper pull. Yeah. So I'm trying to squeeze in bedroom so you could have a place to lay down. Trying to squeeze in a full bathroom with a shower and toilet and everything, hand sink, then a kitchen area, then, you know, place for TVs and then the porch. So it's going to be tiny, tiny home barbecuing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's an upgrade from our 20 footer that we got now. Yeah. That's the big thing. I guess the only difference is it's got a bathroom and a a bedroom. Yeah. And it's going to have an awning, which we don't have. Yeah, that'd be nice. So you don't so, have to set up a pop up every time. Yeah, it'll be ready to roll. So we're gonna keep. We'll have posted. an onboard uh, generator. No, I didn't do onboard generator. I want to be able to hook up to shore power most of the time. That's what I told him was important to me. So it does have two ACs, and it's gonna run one of them on its own circuit. So you could just run one. Oh, that's a good idea. On its own, and then you can run the rest off of thirty. So yeah. have, so it don't pull so much power. I yeah. thought that was. And I think he did he said, well, he's the one told me about it. I was like, man, I got to have that. Yeah. Because it, it, it makes it independent, so you're not pulling off the same power grid. So you're not pulling so hard. Yeah. You're, right. Yeah. But the generator will be able to roll out. If you need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So last week, we got back from Roll Fades. We it did. Was, mo- we got back, what, Monday? A week ago. Yeah, Monday afternoon, Monday, Monday evening. Last Monday afternoon. Yeah. So let's talk about World Foods. World Foods. Man, it was so much fun. It was everything we wanted it to be. <laughs> it goes on so long. That's my only complaint. We got there on a Wednesday. So we left out Wednesday on a Wednesday morning. morning early, like 6 o'clock, wasn't it? And then we got to Dallas about 2. 
checked in, registered, did our thing. The the actual contest didn't start till Thursday. We cooked yeah. on Thursday. So the first day it was So we had to be there. Seafood. Waiting. We we were cooking me and Shell wanted to do seafood and we made the wrong we a, decision. <laughs> we had a good game plan. We had <laughs> so in the first round you had to do two two dishes. You had to use prestige oysters, raw oysters on the half shell. I think they gave us like two big full size pans of raw oysters. I think it was like three or four dozen. And they were nice oysters. They were good. I tried them. And then you had like your chef's creation, whatever you wanted it to be. Um, and so we decided we were going to do our version of barbecued shrimp and grits to kind of keep with the barbecue theme. I knew we had a grill to cook on and all that. So, And that was something we were comfortable doing. Little did I know that there was going to be chefs all over doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, our stuff turned out. We had uh, it was good. Matt, was happy uh, Matt's with it. buddy, Chef Jason, who does a lot of Sioux work for, for Matt at his meat church stuff, classes and demos and everything. He's a chef in Dallas, and he he volunteered. He just contacted me. He's like, hey, man, I see you're doing World Food. Y'all need any help? Let me know. I said, like, just as a matter of fact, we do need some help. <laughs> and so I told him, you know, the week or so before, I'd send him what recipes we were going to be working on. Um, for we kind of already talked about this, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. I didn't know if it's been two weeks. But anyway, so Chef Jason was there. It was Michelle and Chef Jason. And we were in the kitchen and we did our deal on the oysters and they looked great. Uh, they turned out good. I thought everything yeah. about the dish was beautiful. Our I mean, execution was pretty it was good. A, it was definitely a Southwestern char grilled oyster. Um, the present, you did a good job on, on getting the platter it set up. It was beautiful. I was place. real happy. Yeah. With, you put pictures out there, I think. Yeah, you can go on our Instagram and see our um, char-grilled oyster and our shrimp and grits. They were both really good. Yeah, they were really good. Shrimp and grits was pretty standard. Chef did the grits for me while we while I worked on the oysters and everything else. I went with the dish. and We did not know that the seafood was the most competitive category It seemed like it World was. Phase. But, you know, shout out to Lisa Guatney. She got She first. won first in our round, in the, in the first round, and moved on to the top ten. And she didn't she did, win the that next round and move I don't on. think so, but she was in there with some heavy hitters. Yeah, chefs. Yeah, yeah. seafood chefs. And her dish looked was absolutely beautiful too. I, mean, I never she, saw a picture. I wondered. Of it. I, bet I need to. I should need to call her and talk to her about her dish. I imagine she practiced. I think she practiced a lot. A lot. Yeah, I it was all down. That, all, all of them down. Did. Yeah, yeah. That's but it was it was fantastic, and we met some. I mean, there's so many cool people that go to that. Yeah, people from all over that you don't ever see. I mean, there's. It's a, it was a fun time. Now he gets us out of the barbecue, only yeah, barbecue, yeah, on that rim, and that's what we did. Now, would I go back and cook seafood next year? Probably not. <laughs> I think I would pick a different category. I didn't think about it when we decided to do seafood, but it's kind of hard to practice seafood because you got to source oysters, and you know yeah, that, yeah. that's a little more difficult. Sandwiches. Yeah, we probably could have practiced it a little more. Chili or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want them to be like, okay, you what don't know dessert? what you're cooking until the day before. So everybody's on a level play. So field. you can't practice these dishes? <laughs> you you want to do my, it like chop style or yeah, something. Yeah, huh? that's going to be my downfall. Yeah, not practicing. <laughs> you want to go in and make, let's make chicken and dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can hone my skills. Yeah. But no, it was fun. It was so exciting. And, you know, you got we got two hours, and it seemed like it went by so fast. I mean, the whole time. So they've got the way they got it set up. It's like a big tent, I guess. Would you say that was a tent? I guess it was the kitchen area. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many feet it was, but they had fifty different stations probably set up. They've got like a center station where they got a showcase team, and then everybody else is kind of assigned their own little station. We were out towards the edge on one side. Your station we- is like two tables, um, a stove, a grill. That's it. Yeah, yeah. and then you get some appliance. 
a small yeah, appliances. Yeah, microwaves there. I think a mixer, maybe a blender. And, and then, then a set of pots and, and pans. Yeah, yeah, that's all you get. And then so they turn you loose when they start the clock. Their music's jamming the whole time. I guess they got a they DJ a there. DJ. Yeah. They've got somebody emceeing. They're talking. Giving, they got big clocks up for the time. And But you gotta got to haul chef. all your stuff in. Oh, yeah. You need something that. That's not what I just. That's one of those. You better bring things. it. Yeah, yeah, you got to bring it. So you got to get a wagon and and we got all your ingredients, From tasting knives, spoons, your, yeah, yeah, to every your bags, ingredient, your, to, yep, everything. Yeah, so you haul in your little wagon and get you get what fifteen minutes to set up. Yeah, about. 10, 15 minutes to set up, but you can't open anything. Yeah, and then once they turn you loose, it's only three people are back there at a time, and you got to you you rock and roll with it. And it was fun, man. It is. It's so much fun to cook back I enjoyed there in the it. kitchen. I enjoyed it. So the next day, Waylon and Mark cook in the in the steak category. And they're shooting to make top ten for it. But their so, ancillary or their first round is just a regular steak contest. Yeah, it's SCA rules, mm-hmm. ran by the SCA. They, you know, they gave them two steaks, just like normal, same same procedures. You picked out your two steaks. Let's talk about the steak. Yeah, the hassle beef. There it was. It was Wagyu Hassle beef, and those steaks were phenomenal. I mean, I've never, never seen a steak contest meet that good and taste that good. It was, it was really, really, really impressive. I took a picture of some like they were. First of all, they were thick, super thick, man. Yeah, they weren't the standard inch and a quarter. Mm -hmm. They were probably at least inch and a half, inch and three quarter inch steaks, ribeyes, marbled out the wazoo. Yeah, I mean. It, this was the real deal. And they had a little display. So the way they got this set up, everybody's in their own little, you know, like the barbecue teams are on one side, steak teams are kind of in the back. They had the big cooking arena. But there's demos and vendors, and like uh, Walmart has this big tasting, like they call it a pavilion with all these different people set up that I guess they rent booths and come in and showcase products. And then they had a, uh innovation station or whatever with new products that were coming to market. So Hassel, Hassel, the beef, the Wagyu people had a little booth out there giving away free sample. I think they were actually selling some meat. Mm-hmm. Like you could have, they had a price list. You could have bought some from their freezer truck. Somebody and took told me back. that all the a lot of the barbecue teams were buying their briskets. I believe it because <laughs> man, I want to try their brisket now. Yeah. As good as those Wagyu beef, man. You know what impressed me it was the beef sticks. They were giving out. Every, we got goodie bags, and they had the two. Beef sticks in there, I think, or Something whatever. Something like that. But they were Wagyu. Yeah, it was it was like a skin uh, skinless beef stick. If you've ever had meat sticks, I'm, I'm a fan of processed meat sticks. <laughs> summer sausage, all that stuff, that's me. Jerkies. <laughs> Jerkies. It don't, they, they had jerky, too, and that was good. I didn't try the jerky. But the little meat stick, it was like, um, you know, it's like a little small summer sausage they shoot out of a gun. You know, normally, they put it in a casing. Well, this didn't have the casing, so it was just straight meat, and it was I was like, man, you surely you're not putting wagyu meat in this, but yeah. it was, and I was like, man, this is amazing. And so that was the same steaks they use. And so, where was I going? Oh yeah, so Waylon and Mark's cooking, and they're running standard stuff. You know, Mark's uh, Waylon cooked on a PK. He brought uh, he brought his PK grill. Uh, what limited supplies he needs? It ain't much for cook a steak, right yeah. Now, you know. And then Mark was cooking on um, the M. Was it the C4 M grill? It's like a little ammo can, double wide ammo can. And the cool thing about that was Travis, the guy that owns uh, M grills, has come out with this new little topper. And to me, it looks almost like a broiling attachment that you would think would be on a grill. It's like a little, the the, the C4 opens all the way up. So all it is is a set of grill grates on this box. All your coals are underneath that. It doesn't have a lid that you actually close. 
Well, he made this little top that goes right on top. And so it's like two sides and a top, and then it's got a shelf, an upper shelf. And so it raises your meat up off of the cooking grate to that upper shelf, and it lets you, that some of that heat get trapped in by the and outside the shelf. And the smoke flavor. All so that. you can watch your meat and let it come up slow. And that's a game. You know, that's that's what we do when we cook steaks. It's like we get our marks, and then we raise them up. And then we watch them. So, so you can that little that grill was Im- it impressed the heck out of me. That little grill, I've never been impressed with. I was like, it's just a can. <laughs> it's just yeah, just a tr- box with coals in yeah, it, right? But when he put that topper on top, then I was like. You got something. You got something there. Yeah, you got something. <laughs> because, it, like you said, it allowed it to, you moved it up. But at the same time, you're just, it. the smoke's coming straight up there and just hanging out with that steak. You're yeah, it's trapping, it's trapping heat, trapping smoke. Yeah, it's. Genius. And I liked it because you could pull the tray out, baste it some more, and push it back in. Yeah. Probe it, whatever you need to do. You know, uh, Mark stuck a probe in it so he could watch it the whole time. And it, man, it was, it was, he had a good steak. He finished fourth out of how many? Do you remember how many steak teams? Was it 48 it, or 50, it was, 58? It was around 50. It was up there. You just say 50 teams. He was fourth. So he moved on. They were taking the top 10. Well, Waylon cooks his steak on his PK, does the normal stuff, first place. That was and he was shot. That was his first first in a state contest, man. He, he got was his golden stoked. Ticket. Golden ticket to qualify for the SCA championship. Gets back in the World Foods mm-hmm. next year. So him and Mark both do. Yeah. So they're going back. Uh, we got we got to qualify. Him. I want to qualify. <laughs> so that meant after both of them qualified that we didn't we didn't cook in our final round. We I thought what did we finish twenty fourth. We were middle of the pack. Twenty fourth out of forty eight or something, something like that. Yeah. No, twenty first out of forty eight. I think. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was respectful. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't. We had a 93, and there were other people in our final That was, was crazy. There was other people that were winning their categories with 93s and 94s. Yeah. So, so 98 points, however they calculated, 98 I'm points was first place. Excuses, we had 93. So that was pretty close. You know, we were up there. I wasn't bad. Another shot at it. <laughs> but we, so Mark and Waylon needed help on their second yeah. round. So Rochelle split off. She went and cooked with Mark and Emily, the Swine Life crew. And y'all did, you want to talk about y'all's recipe, which well, you did? Well, it was a tomahawk ribeye. They gave you two things because um, a lot of times that's what they do. They give you mm-hmm. a meat and a, a, a something to work with. So it was challenged butter. You had to make a compound butter. And then they gave you a tomahawk ribeye, like big bone in. Three of them. Yeah. They gave you three beautiful, awesome Hasselback. Hassle yeah. Hassle beef. Has, is it Hasselback or Hassle? Uh, it's just Hassle. hassle. What's Hasselback? Hassle I don't Hasselback potato, I guess. <laughs> that's where you cut something in a little... <laughs> You're right. Accordion style. <laughs> but um, so that's what you had to do. Yeah. You had to cook those steaks. And with the final round, you have to do one showpiece, one big showpiece, and then you have to make 10 sampler plates. Mm-hmm. So you get judged on the appearance of your one big showpiece, and then you get judged on the taste and the um, execution, execution and all, that. all that of your little taster. Yeah. And so what did you want to talk about what y'all did? We did, um, you know, grilled tomahawk ribeye. Mark has this, uh, the great thing about this is Mark has his own YouTube channel, um, Swine Life BBQ, um, and he had just recently done a tomahawk steak video with mashed potatoes. A dinner for two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you can go and watch exactly what we turned in. His compound butter was a ground mustard compound butter. Really, really good. And um, we did a goat cheese mashed potato and uh, roasted asparagus. So kept it pretty simple, but mm-hmm. man, it was good. Yeah, and so you just execute. You gotta, you gotta know your, you know, know what you got and execute it well. That's it. That's how the kitchen works. So, so we took 
What'd you and Waylon do? With Waylon, so we brought, it was me, it was Waylon, his wife Yvonne, and then Chef Jason helped us out and me. So we had to actually tag out. So Waylon, Yvonne, and Jason went in first. And we wanted to take those, we, we got three tomahawks too, and we had an hour and a half to cook them. So the dish, the Waylon made top 10 last year in steak. So he still, so he wanted to incorporate part of what he did last year because he still had the recipe and all he had to do was transfer it over. Mm-hmm. So he kept his potato dish. He did like, he called it his pot of gold potatoes because he used Yukon gold potatoes. He had a little cast iron pot and he roasted them. Uh, this was, uh, Yvonne did the potatoes. They're like. Ro- brown butter, I think. Yeah. It's, it's got brown butter on it. Of course, a bunch of herbs, some Parmesan cheese. They're tossed. Tossing this and then baked in the oven, like roasted. And then he tops them with the brown butter at the end and broils them so they all kind of brown up a little bit. They're really, really good potatoes. Yeah. But for the steak, we did a scorpion tomahawk ribeye. So what's scorpion? So a scorpion cut is where you butterfly. These were thick. I think they were three-inch or three-pound tomahawk ribeyes. I can't remember what it was. Three was in there. And they were thick enough to where you could take them and butterfly them along the bone, and it made two ribeye steaks. But we didn't cut it all the way. So when you laid it out, it laid out flat. It looked like two steaks and the bone come up like the scorpion's tail. And I've seen people do this on Facebook and their, you know, Instagram and stuff. And so I yeah. thought it was cool. I never tried one. I told Waylon, man, we got to do a show piece. Let's incorporate scorpion tomahawk wag- wagyu with your potatoes. And then we did some asparagus too, just to have a, a green element. Yeah. And it was simple asparagus. And so, and we did and mushrooms. Did mushrooms. And we did sauteed mushrooms. So and y'all did a crab butter. Yeah, so we took the challenge butter. I made a compound butter, and then we had, we bought uh, lump crab meat from Blue Crab. There was this awesome grocery store there. What, you remember what it was called? The market, some kind of market. Fresh market. It wasn't. It was like Whole Foods, but better. It was awesome. Yeah, it they had was... everything. Well, we bought crab meat from there, <laughs> and so we topped our scorpion double lump crab on each side, drizzled it with that melted compound butter, and. I cooked the I cooked the steak. Waylon was doing all the presentation. He did the trimming. Yvonne did the potatoes. Chef did the mushrooms and asparagus. So we kind of four teamed it. And I, the way he did the steaks, instead of trying to butterfly it after I cooked it, we butterflied it first, and then I put it back together, and I cooked them on each side, and then spread it out and stood it up and moved it off the heat to like the indirect side, two zone fire on the grill. That was smart. And then that way I could watch it, get it done exactly right. And it left my hot side for me to cook the, the taster steaks. Cause we didn't cook it the same way. You just had to give a little tasting portion on that. And so what he did with those is for time consideration. Cause you, I mean, you're only at an hour and a half. You're pinched for time on this. He deboned those and trimmed them and tied them. And so I cooked them like the regular contest ribeyes on a set of grill grates, yeah. sliced them up, and then we went to serve in the building. We had a showpiece with that big scorpion coming off the top. He actually took, since we put lump crab on it, he bought some crab claws, made it look like the scorpion's claws. And then he had like a little pepper on the stinger, which I don't know where that came from. It could have done about like that. that. <laughs> but it looked good, man. I was it happy. Did. Yeah. And let's see, where did they finish? Do you remember? Fifth. Mark was third and Wyler was fourth. Fourth. The top 10, was, I think it was. Bam, Third bam. and fourth. Yeah. Yeah, they were, I mean, it was one point. They were so close to making, you had to be number one to go forward. So, But they did, man, they had a great weekend. And all, Yeah. I mean. We did a great, I thought we did a good showing. Um, heck yeah. It was fun. It was, I had a blast. I always do. Last year we loved it when it was down in Orange Beach. It was a lot of fun. That was the first time we ever cooked in the kitchen and I was like, I want to do this again. Yeah. And so we did it again and 
you know, when you're coming back and you're driving back across there and you're wore out from all those days of you cooking. You said you're college, not going back. So I'm not, I'm going back. I know I'm going back. It's too much fun. I'm That's right. where, I mean, it's, I, I it's different. You, I said, well, if you don't want to go back, do you mind if I try to qualify for a category and do go? It. I said, do it. I want you to. But if I'm a head chef on another category, I can't be a sous chef for you. Mm-mm. You got to do your own. We can go against each other, though. <laughs> I can beat you down. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want none of this? You don't want none of this, Shell? We've done a contest at the house. <laughs> we have. You I think usually, I'm winning. You usually do win. I'll let you win. <laughs> That's really the smart move. (laughs) Trying to read my scratch on what notes I have here. You won a major award. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. So that was another thing. The MBBQA, um, shout out to the MBBQA. National Barbecue and Grilling Association. They, um, it was it was kind of surprising. I wasn't expecting to win anything. It wasn't a contest I entered or anything. <laughs> yeah. But they gave me a, a, a nice award. It was very nice. Achievement for so achievement it was barbecue. A bar- yeah, it was a barbecue achievement award. Um, just for I guess the business and everything we do. And, I meant to set it out here. Man, I should have brought it, but it was a cool meat cleaver, like a Gunther Wilhelm meat cleaver. Things were razor digging sharp, but they've engraved. <laughs> did you took a picture of it? Didn't you put it on on, on Instagram? Yeah. But I, yeah, shout out to those. Everybody there, that was awful nice. Um, I wasn't expecting that, and I appreciate. You know, I don't feel like that's my award. I feel like that's as much of yours or mine or everybody that watches our stuff. Because without everybody else, we wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, I'm, know, not, I'm not anything special. <laughs> I, you know, I hung that uh, cleaver up where I hang all your other major awards. Yeah, but my biggest fear is it's gonna fall off the fall off the wall and like chop mini and half or oh, something it's so that. sharp don't say that don't and say it's that. like she hangs out right below it <laughs> don't say that that's terrible hope it don't fall off the wall <laughs> but no they had a nice little presentation out there and uh we, so their conference is coming up in march yeah it's always in march it's gonna march. be in louisville kentucky this year so if man if, if you're not a part of the mbbqa or you don't know anything about it please visit their website mbbqa.org I, I think it is just off the top of my head just you can google mbbqa M- M- yeah. but you can go there and there's a ton of great information their information on their national conference will will be on there for sure and it's it's probably one of the best unknown barbecue organizations there is because there's so many people involved with it that and every year their conference grows and grows and you can go to it and meet and ask questions and i don't care if you're uh, in the barbecue business or you know if you got a restaurant if you just do comps or if you're just a fan it's it's really worth being a part of that organization so um something else i want to talk about real quick sure i'm gonna throw a curveball at you throw it at me <laughs> traeger's lawsuit have you heard about that? i know you've heard i have heard about it you know people have been messaging and asking what your opinion is on it you know i mean so where it comes out is when you buy a bag of pellets it's not a hundred percent what flavor you think it is. But it never is. It, it never, never has, has been. been. Yeah, never have. I've never bought a bag of pellets thinking, oh, this is pecan or maple, and this is all maple wood. Most of them are a combination um, of oak, hickory, or some other type of wood. That's the main combustion wood. And then the rest of it is partial wood. That's where you get your flavor from. Now, they might put some oils and stuff in it. I don't know. They put something in it to make it stick together. It's not just, I mean, you're yeah. not going to turn a tree into a pellet. <laughs> You got to do something to it and to add those flavors. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I'm cooking on a pellet grill. What's the argument? What's, I guess the problem is these people think they're getting duped. 
because they didn't get all mesquite wood or all, you know, pecan, hundred percent pecan. Yeah, I think they're just. This, we got a we got a lawsuit nation. This is the way people live yeah. now. So people just want to sue somebody for something. I mean, they're, if you're really if, worried about if having, you're worried about your chicken didn't turn out like mesquite flavor because you your pellet had some oil in it, you got bigger problems. I mean, cook on deck on real fire. That's what I was You know, you're, you're <laughs> get you a, a real grill. grill. Yeah, nothing against pellet grills. Yeah. I love them. Nothing, nothing against them. But I mean, we're talking pellets here. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's that's what I don't get. That's like. Evidently, it's people that aren't barbecue people. Yeah, that just want to try to get the. It's it's a lawyer thing, man. I think so. Too. They've got somebody convinced that they're gonna. You know, you know how now people get irate about stuff all the time, and so they probably complain to a lawyer. What can we do to sue these people? Well, this guy's starting to see a money signs because he knows that's a big company. Traeger's probably, as far as pellet grills go, they're the biggest, the biggest company. And so you get this lawyer saying we can get a class action suit. And he's gonna get a big chunk of that money if they. Traeger's not going to get big. I mean, how are you going to sue somebody over some saying that they're fraud, frauding somebody on First that? Of all, you're now, not. if they were telling them it was a, a real barbecue pit, they might have something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with Traeger. Don't get me wrong. I've got three of them. I've got three of them, and I've got Memphis Grill. And I mean, I love my pellet grills. Yeah. I love them. You I got cook a on them. You got got a, a, I cook on yeah. them all the time, but it's not the same thing as burning wood or coal. It's just not the exact same flavor. And it's a trade-off. You get it easy, it's, and that's what you get. I mean- why aren't they suing the people that make the little pucks for the master, you know, the master belts? You know what I mean? You think that's all 100%? Have no money. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> now, we'll it's see. Funny, it's funny to me. It's like, this little pellet is not real wood. Yeah. <laughs> this this little fake piece of wood's not real. It's got, it's, you mean it's not 100%? 100% hickory? <laughs> I don't get it, man. I really don't. That's, and I, I don't give it much thought. I don't, I mean, yeah. I look at that. If I was, I mean, I would. If I was Traeger, I mean, it's serious to them because they, I mean, it's serious to them. Yeah, it's getting national but, news. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. getting. It's probably it's probably good for because any new, you know, it's one yeah. of those things. Any news is bad. They're not going. They're not going to lose. They're going to settle out. You're going to get a dollar fifty back from all the pellets you bought if you can prove you bought pellets. Yeah. I mean, then the lawyers are going to get paid. What good does that do? You? I don't. So let's say you don't buy Traeger pellets. Let's say you buy um, barbecue's delight, Candy's pellets. Does yeah. she have? I don't know if she has oil in them or not. They're made some, yeah. Plant. They're made some kind of way. I don't I mean. I saw them. They had some big machine that looked like they were cooking wood in, and, <laughs> and, out, and out comes this Play-Doh extractor thing, and there's pellets dropping. I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing, you know. Heating it up. They're making it stick together some way. Yeah. They got some oil in it, probably. But I, I mean, do you think it's all? And she told me, I said, why don't we not do? That? Well, one, the cost is way too high. If you want to make all cherry pellets yeah. and use all cherry wood. The price is, there's some that sell them. I don't even know if those really are 100, percent but they say they are. But the price is out, is outstanding. You know, do you have a lot of waste when you do that. I don't know about waste. I'm trying to think. They're using like all of it, but it's just the process. And try to for one cherry woods expensive. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. not you know, but but that's just my thought on it. I don't have. So what are they using for a binder or I mean a filler? Most of it's like oak or some common wood that's yeah. cheaper. I mean, they're not putting like pine, <laughs> but you know what? They are for fuel pellets. I'm sure. Yeah. That's because you know they make fuel pellets and they make most of those pellets. companies. Yeah. They're, their mean, main source is fuel. Pellets. Those people are mad. They're not all 100 percent pine or whatever it is with the other <laughs> stuff in it. You you duped me. You got me. I don't <laughs> get. It, I don't get it, man. I'm does not it affect quick. the food? No, absolutely not. <laughs> You couldn't. I don't think any of these people. That that would be my argument if I was a lawyer. Because okay, we're going to cook some right here. I'm going to cook mine on these and these and these. We're going to take you them in here. You tell me the difference. You tell me which one. Get me a panel of people. 
which one of these is cooked out of real wood? They couldn't do it. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way you could do it. Judges can't. Barbecue judges that have been doing it, master judges, could not tell you if this was cooked off, you know, a, a, a pellet that had some oil in it for the cherry oh. or real cherry pellets. There's no way. It's hard to get that. No way. It's hard to get that flavor from a pellet grill anyway. You couldn't do it. I would put it up against cherry wood. I mean, if you know, you see what I'm saying? It's just, yes. it's too broad. There's, I mean, I don't, I don't believe it. It's just buzzy. Yeah, and maybe may, Tracker may be behind the whole thing. Who knows? <laughs> like, like fate. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Bigfoot came and told him that this is a great way to. <laughs> yeah. Let's get some buzz out there. <laughs> so they do have a lawsuit going with the guys that started. Did you see that one? That was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That one they got a leg on. So what's that deal? I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not a lawyer. Don't pretend to be. <laughs> But something about, I don't know, they were using the same, taking that design and making new grills or using some of the images they'd used and paid money for. So the original company? The original owners that invented Traeger who went to work with somebody else. current Traeger. No, Traeger's suing them. Oh, Traeger's suing them. It's a whole big. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. They bought. We're going to turn into legal talk to get into this. Yeah, okay. It's a whole different podcast. So the current Traeger is suing the old Traeger. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's the easy way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like Louisiana Grills or whoever. Okay. They had bought. company owns that. Well, that makes sense. They bought this design and the old Traeger's still using it kind of. Is that the yeah, deal? Yeah, I don't know. It's something like that. Or they're selling that, you know. We don't know. I don't know. There's patents and all that involved and contracts. And I just know what I've read a little bit and I didn't pay super close attention to it. But. So what do we have coming up? We got a little trick Thanksgiving, <laughs> and man, it's it's time for some turkey recipes. I've got a couple that I'm going to do. Um, I'm hoping I needed to make a phone call today. Maybe I still can't. Ain't too late. Hoping that I can get. Hoping we got a comp pork video coming up with the comp pork man, the Tim Shear. I think so. <laughs> Many have talked about it. We got a date set where he thinks it might work, and I think Brad may come through with him from getting basted, and maybe we can talk him into doing something with brisket. And so we're going. We got some big stuff coming up. Cool. By the time I do some turkey, and then we do that, and we got some holiday stuff coming on, it's going to be in, it's going to be New Year's. Be time to take a break. Yep, I can't wait. But that's it. We don't have. Oh, I did sign up, and I'm telling everybody if y'all want to go, one of the best contests of the year, the Shed is having their double steak, turkey serve turkey turkey contest and a rib contest, a kids. Uh, junior Pitmasters contest and a Bloody Mary category. All this is going down the 25th of January down at the shed, Notion Springs, and it's filling up fast. I registered I yesterday. Yesterday, I don't know when. I think it opened. I, I first found out about it yesterday. Russell, my man Russell, hit me up. So if you want to get in, you better go ahead and sign up. And now I know this morning it was like up to 85. That's crazy. That Paying out big money. Fast. I think the total contest is like 16.5. And then Brad and then Brad and Brooke and Mama Shed and Daddy O and all of them they. They hosted this last year. I hate we didn't get to go and kicking myself all year for not. So I told Brad that I will be there. So I signed up and uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I'm kind of looking forward. I know I'm pushing through the holidays, but I'm wanting to go to the shed now. <laughs> um, it takes contests months to fill up, you know? know? A lot of times and, it does. A lot of times they're last minute, like week up. Yeah. No, his, that's is, what happens when you run a good event. Man. Yeah, people, yeah. people are itching to cook out there. You just got to have the. The right care. Reason for them to go, right? The right thing to lure them in. Yeah. And most times it's money. 
They do a seafood bowl for the cooks on Friday. There's a big breakfast. There's a lot of hospitality. Man, Brad, they 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 give give away grills and coolers. And it's just, it's a fun, festive, the way a a barbecue event should be ran. And I like that it's very kitchen trick. You know, we're going to take Michael, let him compete. So you going to miss school that Friday? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Okay. It's going to be fun. It's right around the playoffs, too. Might be championship weekend. I don't know. Yeah, we can set up a TV. Watch there you it. Go. But, well, so is that, I think that's about it coming up for us. We're going to be doing some more videos, and we'll be back podcasting You don't have week. anything else coming up this week? <laughs> I don't think so. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary, Shell. It's our 11th anniversary. She's put up with me for 11 years. I, I think it took. I don't know. We don't know yet. But, but yeah, happy about. anniversary. We're going to celebrate tomorrow, I guess. For lunch, <laughs> we don't get to. We got football game Saturday to take Michael to. Uh, happy so, yeah, anniversary, we're baby! Try to sneak off and do a lunch. Yeah, we're gonna do a quick. <laughs> might buy some furniture. <laughs> Something real exciting, you know, grown up stuff. I know. At some point, you just like <laughs> living our best lives. <laughs> we gotta play adults. <laughs> At some point, you just kind of roll with it. That's it. You just roll with it's just another year, right? Yeah. Does it feel like eleven years? Heck yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> 11 years. Huh? That's a long time. It feels like it's a lot longer. It does. Like I've known does. you for a lot. Yeah. Well, you, you ran a bunch of those years before I could nail you down and get you to say yeah, I do. We were kind it took of. Took a long time. We were together for five? Before that, probably. Ish, on and off. Before we got married. Never straight. <laughs> it was like six months. Anyway, that's personal. <laughs> oh, we're done for today, Shell. All right. You ready to sign off? Tell them where they can find us. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today, and we'll be back next week. Happy November. That's it. <laughs>